0: Blog Talk Radio <laughs>
1: hope that you got on early. I hope you're here. Those of you listening online, hopefully hope you were able to get on on your phone, on your computer. If not, there, you could, there is a call-in number that many of you are continuing to dial in, which is great. We've got a fun night tonight. We're trying something new uh, through Blog Talk Radio. It's, uh, we are now live on the air uh, nationwide. Really, it's just y'all listening, but nonetheless, people can listen in uh, to our call. And we're going to take it like this because it gives me a chance to implement some things and, and do some really cool stuff with our team calls that, that normally doesn't have to happen, uh, that I don't get to have happen. And uh, tonight you'll get a little bit of that. So hopefully you already did. we got an intro. How cool is that? Uh, did you all want to hear it again for those of you just got on there? Here, listen to this. <laughs> Nothing else you're gonna hear something tonight that's gonna to move you forward in your business help you get full get to, through this pay period, but into the next um it's time that we we not we should not be limping through pay periods and and just kind of getting getting skating by but advocate is in a place right now that is just exploding, and there is no reason that all of us uh cannot explode with it and so what we have to do is just take the good with the bad we got to take some things that are happening in our daily lives and our personal lives, and we've got to deal with it. And uh, if you know me, those of you that know me, you understand that that's, my, that's what I love to do, is is AdvoCare is, is bigger than this. It's bigger than just your business. It's bigger than vitamins. Charlie Wagan said it, that he didn't get into this just to sell vitamins, but to help change lives and change people. So you want to, to definitely uh, have your pen and paper ready tonight. I'm going to introduce you to somebody. Um, not in person, but to a story that someone, one of our friends uh, kind of hit me up to. You may have seen it. I posted it on our site the other day. You may have watched it, and you can go back and watch it. But I want, for those of you that didn't get a chance to hear it, I want you to hear it tonight. Um, and I want you to take notes. I want you to write some things down because I'm going to come back, and I'm going I'm to take it, and I'm going to spin it once the once we're through with it, and I'm going to put it in the advocate perspective uh, and move it that that direction. And helping you hear some things, and helping you overcome some fears, overcome some things in your business. I think that all of us have a, have potential inside of us, but potential that's inside of us is just that—it's just potential. It's nothing. There's nothing there. Uh, you're gonna take it to the grain. You know how many people are die every day with potential on the inside, and you have to uh, you have to to really just move out of your comfort zone and move into a uh, to an area of Okay, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to move forward in this. And you have hopefully that you hopefully you are in this business for the long haul. Hopefully you're you're in here for a, for a lifetime. I um, hope you found your purpose and your reason and your why, because that is vital and is absolutely vital to your uh, to your business. You've got to know why you're doing this. It cannot just be about losing weight and making money. Got to be about something else more than that. So, before we get started, I want to throw out some announcements real quick uh, that are coming up. Hopefully, you ladies are prepared and you are ready for Ladies Alive, uh, that is in Birmingham, that's in Portland, that's in Dallas. Dallas is this weekend. It is going to be happening. You've got to get there. Get your ladies there. Get your friends there. Get in the room around those women. Uh, I, I know that everywhere that you know, especially in Birmingham, I know the women, especially one of them. I know the speakers, and and you are going to be enlightened. You're going to be encouraged. You're going to laugh together. You're going to have a blast, and you need to be in that room. You've got to be there. It's one. It's just. It's a time of renewal and, and re-energizing, and and it's one thing. It's just to get around other 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 people that's going your direction, but also other women. Uh, and obviously, I don't know much about that. Not a woman, but I know when we do guys' events, and we have times where the guys get together. Um, it's it's encouraging, it's refreshing that we can talk about things and relate to each other on a real personal level. That Friday night in Birmingham, uh, specifically, uh, I'll be one of the speakers at our at the Men's Leadership Summit that night. The they, speakers include Andy Edwards, uh, Todd Cash, Carlton Hardman, myself, and our President Richard Wright. Uh, that is a all star lineup, of uh, and me, man. Just gonna blow it out of blow it out of the water. I've got some things on my heart I want to share that night. Guys, you need to get there that Friday night if you possibly can. I'll also be in Charlotte the week before looking to take a busload of people. If you can't make it to Birmingham, we can take a couple of our cars and vans and get to Charlotte. Uh, I know that one of the speakers there uh, is going to be the running back for the Carolina Panthers, D'Angelo Williams. So He's he's an advocate endorser, and he will be there. and It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of great things coming up this fall. Uh, The standings are going to go out for the Dominican Republic trip. Uh, that the, our our lady leaders are, are running, you don't know about that, then you need to ask them. You need to find out what is it that they're doing and, and get on board and be a part of it. Also, we've got the the holiday products that are out. Order yours, and once they're gone, they're gone. So make sure you're ordering those. Uh, know that the Independence Bowl is just within a, inside 10 weeks away, so we need to start promoting that and getting that off the ground and running uh, and really start planning on that. So and a lot of fun things. Fall is an exciting time. Fall is a great time to build your business, moving into the holiday season, getting ready to what is the the fastest season uh, of AdvoCare, which is coming around June or excuse me, January, beginning of January to probably the beginning of April. is just an explosion time. I don't know how, much it, can, how it can get much better than what it's been, uh, but it always has. So those are some announcements you need to – Get out of the way and just uh, they're important they're definitely important but you need to know those things also real quick three ways of communication if you are not subscribed at Advo mosaic for our, our emails and newsletters that go out please do that go to our website advomosaic.com and click on the resources page and subscribe to our emails so that you're getting communicated with also join our Facebook group Advo mosaic that's probably the biggest way that most of our team encourages Encourages each other and communicates with each other. So, and then text list. Um, I'm rebuilding my text list from where it, it, had, uh, uh, it had the phone had crashed and had to get a new one. So that's I've not been sending out text a lot of them to the group, uh, just to, to, to core, the core leaders because they're easy to add. But if you want to be in a text list, let me know. Okay. Also, the next six weeks, Monday night, I did a UStream mixer. Uh, at 835 at AdvoMosaic.com. I will be doing that every Monday night for the next five weeks. Mark your calendar down. Get people on it. All they've got to do is go to AdvoMosaic.com, and they can watch the Ustream Mixer. We'll have some live stories, some guests they are going to be sharing. Uh, it's going to be a blast. It will be product and opportunity both, and it's, it's going to be great. So just know that for the next five weeks, you're going to have me standing in front of a camera Sharing our story and talking about advocate, So put that down on your calendar. So without any further ado, I want to get right into it. If you've not seen the story of Dewey Bazella, you need to see this, and you need to you need to find it on YouTube and watch, and I'm going to play it for you tonight. And I want you to hear what abs- absolutely can happen when you find a purpose and when you stick, stick to a dream, when something just moves you and motivates you, and what it is to overcome obstacles. So I hope you've got your pen ready. Turn the TV off. Turn the World Series off. I know it's on. Uh, but you know what? None of those people are paying you. They're getting paid billions, and you need to get paid. So this is going to help you. So grab your pen. Grab your paper. I'll give you a minute. You know what? Let me hit that intro one more time. How- training that I want to bring to you from
0: it. Prison time, you're in a box. Every second, every day, every year, every decade, there's no hope. No matter what you accomplish accomplishing there, no matter what you're doing there, you're still in that box. In
2: 1983, Dewey Bozella arrived at Sing Sing Maxim Security Prison, a broken and bitter man. Life had hardly been fair to him. As a nine-year-old boy in Brooklyn, New York, he'd watched his father beat his mother to death. A few years later, it was his brother, stabbed and killed in a fight. At 17, Dewey moved upstate to the small city of Poughkeepsie to get away and find a better life. A few months after he arrived, he was arrested for the murder of a 92-year-old woman. The only evidence against him was a couple of local criminals who swore he did it. But Dewey Bozella got 20 years to life. He spent his first few years behind bars, angry and isolated. Then he discovered the prison boxing program. It was in this unlikely sanctuary of serenity that Dewey found hope. Oh, boxing my life. Boxing is what saved me.
0: Boxing deals with more obligations and responsibilities. And the main thing is discipline. It helped me to find that freedom i needed that was my piece
2: in the ring life made sense and dewey's talent was unmistakable he became the prison's undefeated light heavyweight champion so impressive were his skills that a special fight was scheduled at sing sing against new york city's golden gloves champ lou deval
0: it was one of those fights it was, it was a war i hit him with a good body punch i thought i had him he's one of those guys who just kept picking Hit me the 3 points combination. Blood just came straight down, just like that. The fight was stopped. I was the lucky one. Because if I would have got cut, he would have probably won. I walked out of six, he was like, tied <sighs> to bullet. What I loved about it, even though it was a loss, was the fact that he's the first man to knock down Roy Jones. I can't complain. I'm happy.
2: Win or lose, Dewey had found his salvation in boxing. And boxing had given him the strength to embark on a much bigger fight. The fight of his life. The fight for his freedom. It began with a retrial in 1990. We were very optimistic. Everyone in the courtroom, when the jury went to retire, had said they'll be back in a half an hour with a not guilty verdict. The district attorney was nervous and quickly came to Dewey with a deal. If he admitted his guilt, he'd walk out of court a free man. But boxing had transformed Dewey. And in that moment, he made a choice. His life would be defined by how he lived it. Not where he spent it. i died die before I tell you I did it. I can't. I can't.
0: You're not gonna make me say something I didn't do. Everything that I stood for, everything that have been taken away from me. Everything. I can't live with you or anybody else telling me that I killed the old woman. What do I do? What do, I do as a man? You know? For Dewey, his integrity is the most important
2: thing, and I don't think Dewey would have been able to look himself in the mirror if he had confessed to something he hadn't done. That choice would cost him. When somehow, with even less evidence than the first trial, Dewey was convicted again and sent back to prison. But in Sing Sing, the fighter was defiant. To Dewey Bozella, it was simple. The only thing to do after a knockdown was to get back up. Dewey would write to me, can we do this? Can we do that? Dewey always felt that he would get
0: out. My faith was based on having inside me that I'm getting out.
1: He wrote Jet Ebony, 60 Minutes. Dewey never gave up.
2: Dewey Bozella had walked into prison all but forgotten by the world. But inside, he had made a choice to better it. He spent his days in the gym training his body and his nights in the classroom training his mind. Earning bachelor's and master's degrees. He also married his girlfriend, Trina, all in an effort to leave the past behind. But life behind bars could make that very difficult, never more so than the day Dewey went to the prison chapel and came face to face with the man who'd murdered his brother. First thing I did was look them in the eyes and I asked him the question. So why did you murder my brother?
0: His words were to me. I was 15 years old and it was something that just happened. Right then and there, I forgave him.
1: Even though Dewey was behind bars, he woke up every day
0: loving life. He would come down on a visit, smiling, laughing.
1: That was just Dewey.
0: I learned to take myself from the bad position and make it a better position because if I hold on to it, I'm just going to burn with hatred. I ain't allowed prison to make me bitter. My attitude was that I had to make myself
2: happy. Even when it's very innocent, cost him a chance of parole two decades into his sentence. Parole should have been a rubber stamp, and it wasn't for the simple reason that Dewey wouldn't
0: confess to a crime he hadn't committed. I said, Trina, and I tell these people, I did it. I have to die in prison, that's just the way it is.
1: And he meant that, and that was very hard for me, because I don't want to hear that. I said, Dewey... You're not coming out of here on parole. You're going to walk out the door a free man.
2: With Trina at his side, Dewey's determination to clear his name only got stronger. For years, he'd been writing The Innocence Project, an organization that uses DNA evidence to help the wrongly convicted. In 2003, after 20 years in prison, his persistence only grew. He wrote the same exact letter every week.
0: I have been writing this firm since 2001, and no one had answered my letters. So here I am writing again, asking for your help. I have for the
2: past 26 years been fighting to prove my innocence. Finally, five years after his first letter, the Innocence Project took Dewey's case. And immediately the lawyers were shocked at the injustice they discovered surrounding his two convictions. But disbelief turned to despair when they learned that all the physical evidence from the case had been destroyed by police. With no DNA to work with, the Innocence Project could not continue.
0: My heart just sunk. I
1: knew he was innocent. I knew that if somebody just dug in there, they would find something that would overturn that conviction.
2: The Innocence Project referred the case to a powerful law firm in New York City, where a pair of young lawyers were willing to dig in the first criminal case of their careers.
0: We were facing incredibly long odds. We had lost files. We had dead witnesses.
2: He needed a miracle, and we needed a miracle to find something to prove that he was innocent of this 30-year-old murder.
0: What I did was let them see through me this hope. Never give up attitude.
2: Dewey's attitude was contagious, and the lawyers started from scratch, re-examining every detail reconsidering every clue. And though there was nothing leading them to believe that a meeting with this man, the lead detective in the murder, would help Dewey, they met with him anyway. To their astonishment, Arthur Regula handed over a copy he'd kept of the 30-year-old case file. The only file he had taken home with him when he retired. He asked me why I kept the case file and I, I told him I figured someday someone would come knocking on my door.
1: There were certain things in the case that made me have doubts whether Dewey Bazella was actually involved. Just could never throw it away.
0: This is big. This is important. This is a connection that we're looking for. This is finally something that can get him out.
2: And so all of a sudden, we had evidence showing that the people's witnesses were lying, that another suspect actually had confessed to the crime. And the prosecution had hid both pieces of information from Dewey for 30 years. For more than three decades, Dewey had been labeled a murderer, kept behind bars for a crime he did not commit. All the while, he'd maintained his innocence. And now, the new evidence uncovered offered hope that the scales of justice might finally weigh in his favor. On a rainy day in October 2009, Dewey was brought to the same Poughkeepsie courtroom where he'd been convicted twice before. Until I hear it, that that's what I believe
1: in. he have been through it all. The journey has to come to an end.
0: It's our position that the matter must be dismissed
2: in the interest of justice and the people so move to dismiss the indictment. Uh Mr. Bazella is ordered to be released immediately.
0: that it's finally over. It's finally over. In my heart, what I was saying
1: is, you're my husband and you go home with me today.
0: After all the years, all the way to the age of 51, I finally got my name clear. moment he walked out onto the courthouse steps he was not angry and he wasn't going to try to uh, uh, point fingers. I'm glad that it's over with Whatever the prosecution and, and, and the police did I'm, I'm going to let it go But I got to move on with my life. If I worry about what they did I'm never going to get anywhere where I need to go.
2: All those years behind bars Dewey had been preparing for this day. The day he would be free free to live the life he fought so hard for. Today, Dewey Bozella fights for a new generation, using his skills as a boxer to teach the values and the discipline the sport taught him in prison. He also holds on to a dream, to get back one small piece of the life that was taken from him. He wants just one fight as a free man. It'll be easy to train for, considering he's already won the most difficult fight he'll ever face. A man's
0: reputation is everything. If he's fighting for something that's of a worthy cause, my worthy cause was my freedom. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Coming home.
1: Wow, I mean, what a story! Uh, I challenge you to go to uh, YouTube. Look it up under as, as narrated by Matthew McConaughey. I mean, it's a powerful video. If you're not in tears listening to it, just, you will be when you watch it. An incredible story of perseverance and of overcoming obstacles. And as it relates to us, I mean, many of us we've we've known people or we've been through things in life that are that are traumatic and that have, have caused pain and have caused uh, some some heartache. And as I listen to Dewey's story, I can't imagine being accused of something. Being absolutely innocent, and no one believing me and and then being being offered a chance to go to go free, get this offered a chance to go free, and all he had to do was admit something he didn't do, which in essence is a lie so and instead of saying it that he did it and walking free, and probably everybody forgetting about it having it on his record, he chose to stand up with his with his integrity and his character and stand by the fact that I did not do it. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna admit that I did. So that's a powerful story. And what I noticed is some thoughts from the story, from Dewey's story, as it relates to us. If you remember in the beginning, it says that he he went to you know he got in, went to prison. In the first few years of his life in prison, he was bitter and angry because of what happened. Well, who wouldn't be? Who wouldn't be angry when when, when things happen to you? you know what life things are gonna fall on you, things are gonna come to you, and it's not gonna be easy. It's not going to be fun, and it's, it, it's going to be hard, and, and it's going to seem like the whole world is against you at times. And you have to overcome that. You have to deal with that, and you have to find something that is going to give you an outlet to deal with things in your life. And advocate for many of you, is that outlet. You've got things in your past, things in your life, things that have held you back from becoming who you really were created to be, but you've ne- not found the thing that's going to give you the, the insight and the freedom to move into it. And Advocare is that. It says that when he got he found boxing, he found discipline, something that he never had growing up, a discipline. And what Advocare brings into a lot of us through working it daily is a discipline to get up every day and to work and to pursue something that's bigger than ourselves. And I love the quote. I wrote it down, and I'm, I'm going to tweet it out, where he said, his life would not be defined by how he lived it, or his life would be defined by how he lived it, not where he spent it. So it wasn't gonna matter. He wasn't gonna let the fact he was in prison define who he was. He was gonna let the way he lived his life behind those bars shape and mold who he was. That is a powerful sentence. And see many of us are we're living in, in not just not a prison per se, but maybe it's a it's a mental prison. It's a it's a mental area in our life of depression or not letting go of anger or bitterness or rage. And we've all have it. We've all got something in our life, some stuff in our life that we're not letting go of and we're allowing that to dictate our lives, and allowing that to, to really to to make us into people we're not happy with, and we don't want to be. And I love that he said, you know what? It's not where I'm at. It's not the mindset I'm in now. I'm not going to allow where I'm at. It could be physical circumstances. I'm not going to allow the house I'm in, the beat up old car I'm in, the the job that I don't know if I'm going to have tomorrow. I'm not going to allow that to determine who I am and shape me into being who I am. I'm going to shape it. I'm going to I'm going to allow. My life's going to be defined by how I live it, not where I spend it, not where I am, but who I am. And I love it. It's just an amazing story if you think about it. I mean, just how we we allow our circumstances. Many of us are thinking we've got a dream, and we get into each other's purpose. And, you know, we're, we're big about finding your why and your reason. And we a lot of us are living for that dream. And we, we're one day when that dream comes, well, we're going to be happy. But you've got to enjoy the journey. You've got to enjoy the moment that you're in and not allow – a journey to change you, you know. We're advocate making money. Uh, money is not going to make you anything more than what you already are. It's just going to make you more of who you already are. And man, I tell you what, in my own personal life, in my story, in the past three years of being an advocate, I have been challenged more as a man
2: and as a husband
1: and as a father. And people asked me uh, just recently, uh, our buddy, my buddy Philip, asked me in Hawaii, in uh, Atlanta. He said, "You know, what's the dream now for you? What is the dream for you?" And you know what, my dream now is. I keep coming back to is. Is the the very thing that God spoke to me was to be the hero in my own home, to raise my kids and love my wife and my kids, and to raise them and, and to be the, the and to raise them up the right way. So right now that's that's it for me. And and I tell you what it's it's the hardest thing I've got I've, I've got going to be honest because it's the be- biggest battle. It's easy to come in your own house and your own four walls and let your guard down and say things that you would never say in a mixer. Or you would never, you know, act or act out a certain way. You would never do it successful. It's easy to do that um, when you are uh, when, when you're at, when, when you're at home. And so that for me is the dream: is to be the man that God created me to be, so I can stand up and, and lead my my children, lead my wife. But we, but your dream, what is it? You know, what are what are the? Are you allowing the circumstances of your day to day life change you? Or you changing your circumstances? He said that, you know, he, went, he was in prison, but he didn't allow the prison to get in him. He didn't allow the prison lifestyle to get in him. He got his bachelor's degree and his master's degree and got married. He accomplished more in the prison inside locked-up walls than many of us will accomplish in our lifetime because his mindset was correct. Now, let that sink in. He had the right mind. He had the mind that I'm gonna, I can overcome anything. These bars that are in here will not prohibit me, will not keep me from being who I'm supposed to be. I'm going to have a wife. I'm going to have a family. I'm going to have a college degree. I'm going to pursue dreams that I want to pursue outside these walls, and these walls will not hold me back. And what that what that is is what our friend Andy Andrews says, persist without exception. That's exactly what he did. He persisted. Finally, he said, I'm going to write a letter every day until I, until I get an answer, and he did that. 20 years he spent behind bars for something he didn't do. And there's some things I wrote down is, this is something I've heard before and I've said before, and you need to let this get in, inside of you. The journey will either make you better or bitter. The journey you're on right now, you've gotten some no's, you've gotten some hard times. Listen, some of us, out, some of you out there, if I could just be honest with you for a little bit, you need to suck it up. You know, you need to look at reevaluate your expectations of where you're at in your business and, and evaluate it and go, you know, really see what, what, what am I doing? Why am I not having success well, when you're, you know, and you're getting bitter over it. And and really what you need to do is look at your business and say, okay, what are the things, the outside influences that are making, keeping me from succeeding? What are the things that I've got in my life that I'm not allowing, that's not keeping me to flourish? What excuses am I making um, that are keeping me from seeing the dream that I've got? Because I can be honest, many of us make it one excuse after the other because it's fear. And fear and faith are both grounded in things you cannot see. It's not like you just you know, you you're afraid, uh, and because of something you know is gonna happen. It's one thing to go, you know, we're in Atlantis last week and there's a water slide called the Leap of Faith and it's you know, it's it's straight down, about a seven hundred foot vertical drop, maybe not that high. Um, but it's into a shark tank, um, and it comes out the other end and you're going obviously you're not going in the shark tank, but you do go through it and they're all around you in the tank and I tell you what, you get up there and you lay down the first time and you and you and you're kinda like looking over and you don't see the slide, all you see is the water and the sharks and, and everybody waving at you and steam coming up and you don't see the bottom. That's a real fear. You know, not me but for other people, you know. Okay. Um that's a real fear. Because but it's a fear of what you're looking at, you see. You see, wow, that's a long drop, that's a scary ride, that that's gonna take my breath away. That man, that's scary. It is a fear that's grounded in a reality that's standing that's right in front of you. So it's real you know when you when you you're standing uh you know you're afraid your your things that are right in front of you that you can see they will make you afraid um but this one it's it's totally crazy to so, to be afraid of things that you have zero control over and you can't see and so when you're fearful it's it, it, of those things like in your business well I'll never make it I'll I'll, I'll, I'll never have a successful business I just what do you, where do you get that what what's, what what are you saying that for? You've got to put in the work. You've got to do the job, and your business, you will see success that will happen. You will see it. You've got to be mentally ready every day and wake up to p- build your business and have to put on the mindset of I'm not going to allow the circumstances of my job. I'm not going to allow the people around me. I'm not going to allow the flies. If I can go back to our summer midway refresher, I'm not going to allow the things around me to dictate my business and my life, I'm going to move forward in my thought processes. I'm going to experience the freedom that I want. Ultimately, Dewey Bazzella wanted freedom. He wanted to be free, uh, and not free so he could just, you know, because think about this: inside those prisons, that prison cell, he lived a freer life than many people are living outside of a prison cell. That's some, that's some deep stuff. I mean, he was getting his education, but it, so it wasn't about living a life that he wanted. It it was about the principle of freedom, being a free man, knowing that I am free. And many of us, you're looking for a freedom. You're looking for something in your life. You're looking for a way out of debt. You're looking for a way out of your health to get it back. You're looking for a change. And that freedom can come when you finally make up your mind to not allow the circumstances and the things and the people around you to dictate who you are, what you're going to do, and where you're going to go but you will wake up, but do follow a system that's put in place, a simple success system, and you'll go to work. And you will build it the right way. And you'll build it completely the right way. And I would love what he said when he was released. You know, I can't worry about the people that did me wrong because that's not, that's not going to get me to where I want to go. And you cannot worry about who says yes to you. You can't worry about who says what to you and who makes fun of you and who says it that's crazy and who says you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do this. You cannot worry about those things because they're not going to add a day to your life. What you have to focus on is a mindset of I'm going to get up today and I'm going to persist without exception. I'm going to create a culture in my home of success. I'm going to remove the prison walls from around my house, from around my mind. I'm not going to focus on where I'm at and what what the hand I've been dealt and how bad it is, but I'm going to, I'm going to thrive. I'm not just going to survive, but I'm going to thrive in my circumstances. I'm going to thrive in this moment, and I'm going to reach out on the other side. Advocare has come into many of your lives because it's going to push you to become the very thing that you need to become, that you were created to become. And it's taking this type of – it's not the advocate business per se. It's the people you're around. They're forcing you to get out of your comfort zone and to finally do some things you never thought was possible.
0: A man's reputation is everything if he's fighting for something that's of a worthy cause. My worthy cause was my freedom. I'm coming home, coming home, coming home, I'm coming, I'm coming home, i me for his worthy cause. I want to be free. I want to live my life, I want to be free
1: in my life. And if that's what you want, you can accomplish it. So as we end the night midway refreshing call, I want you to know that, that we're here for you. We have a plan and a back-to-success system that's in place. Get your leader on the phone. Work every day. Find out. I'm, I'm, if you're struggling in your business, ask them what, you, what they can do. Ask them what they can do to help. Say, I, I need some help in this area. Don't fight this alone. Don't go in this business alone. This is fun. This is exciting. There's nothing, more, nothing better than waking up every day, getting to do this business. It is a blast and getting to help people and to see their lives change. So uh, get with your get with your, your team leader. Get with us. Let us know, hey, I, I need some help in this area. I need some help here. Um, I want to throw out some, some recommendations, too, uh, of reading. Leaders are uh, leaders are readers. And our Ruby Boot Camp, if you don't know what that is, don't worry about it. Um, they do. They know who they are. All of them have take, read a book called Strengths-Based Leadership. And basically it's a book that uh, uh, inside it is a test. And there's four main categories of strengths that people lead from, and in those four categories, there's 32 different strengths. And you will be amazed at what your strengths are. You know, it's eerie how 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 in line it is, and how exactly it calls you out on who you are. So, I recommend that all of you get the book Strengths Based Leadership by Tom Rath and Barry Conchie. Take the test in the back. Email it to your sponsor. Email it to your Ruby or Above Higher Leader. Let them know that hey this I, I, I took the test, and it's going to help you find out how to lead people, but also where your strength lies where I'll give you an example where my 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 top strength is belief I would lead from belief in other words, promoting belief in people, helping them believe in something that's, that you know that's not that they would never believe in and then I have four others that are and that belief is under the the strength of executing. Making things happen. My other four strengths all fall under the, the strength of influence. In other words, I say things and I do things to influence people, which is in that form of leadership. There are two other categories. One is relationship um, building and the other one is strategic thinking. I have zero strengths in those two. Now, I I always thought I was a relationship person, that I was pretty good with relationships. I'm realizing I'm not that great at it. I don't want to sit on the phone with somebody all day and hear them whine and complain about how hard it is I tell them suck it up, deal with it, move on where my wife is good at listening and, and hearing it out and, and walking you through it and holding your hand and, and giving you a hug i don't want to hug you I want to tell you I want to pat you on the rear end and say go do something so and it's and it, you know strategic thinking and I know when she takes the test, I know that she is going to have her a lot of her strengths if all of them are going to be in the area of strategic thinking which are futuristic and in other words I like to have a plan of action let's move through this plan I am on the other end of the spectrum so a lot of times in our business you say we need a plan we need a plan what's the plan what's the plan and yes you do, obviously you need a daily plan of action I talked about that but just say, hey here's a plan of this how we're we gonna attack this how we're we gonna mow the yard here's the plan for the week we need to do the laundry this day this day we're gonna go here on this day and where I'm more on the other side where we're like, wow let's just do whatever and when the day comes we'll do what we want to do and it happens, it's frustrating because she wants to know, why did he ever plan? Why does he ever want to have a plan? Why do he ever want to get a strategy together? And I'm going, man, why don't she chill out? Why don't she be more laid back and just flow with it? When re- in reality, we both are leading from our strengths. But if you don't know that that's each other's strengths, then you're going to call each other's eyes out because you're wishing they'd become more like you. And the same is true when you're leading your team, that if you realize that certain people, you learn how they lead and you learn their strengths. It's going to give you better insight in how to help, how to how to lead them by knowing where their strengths are. So that's what that book is going to teach. It's going to give you some great insight. I recommend it for all people who want to be leaders. It's called Strengths Based Leadership. So with that, we are done tonight. Our midway refresher. This will be uploaded. We are going to do this. Uh, we're going to use this blog talk radio. There may be some interviews, some some uh, future radio programs and stuff that are going to happen. I don't know. It's just kind of fun. I'm getting used to it myself. But we will definitely use it for our team calls, our monthly kickoff call, and our midway refresher. Will be this n- number and this site. You can access it on your iPad, on your tablet, on your your smartphone, your iPhone, uh, and obviously online. And that number you can dial into. So it's kind of cool. Looking forward to it. So one last time.